You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Chris Merrill. I'm in for John and Ken today. KFI AM640. I hate wildfires. I'm sure you hate wildfires. I've met very few people that think they're dynamite, and those people are usually ill. I also hate insurance companies. Yeah, I do. Well, that's all right. I'm sure you hate insurance companies, too. I've met very few people that actually like insurance companies, and those people are... Uh, mentally ill. But I also hate politicians. And so I've got sort of a real dilemma going on right now when a politician is trying to grandstand on insurance companies and wildfires. I know, it's sort of a, it's that Spider-Man meme where you've got three Spider-Man pointing at each other. Like, ah, you're the problem. No, you're the problem. No, you're the problem. Yeah. Actually, wildfires are Probably the least guilty of all the things I dislike because they're natural. Or they're brought about because of stupid humans. Either way, wildfires didn't mean to piss you off. They just did. Insurance companies don't care. Politicians make money off you being upset. Wildfires, they just burn things. Wildfires are the most innocent of those three things that I dislike. Here, let me tell you why I'm going on this weird uh, tangent. We have uh, another lawmaker that has decided wildfires bad, insurance companies worse. Uh, CBS is reporting that um, after we lost Allstate and State Farm, uh, Maxine Waters has stepped up to say, those insurance companies, how dare they? And, yeah, there's a part of me that says, yeah, screw those insurance companies. But also, uh, what are you doing? What's going on here? Uh, 
So Maxine Waters says she wants the Federal Insurance Office to investigate whether the claims that the insurance companies are making, which is basically that they can't make any money because of the wildfires, it's too expensive, uh, are legitimate. So if you can't get insurance from Allstate or from State Farm or any of the other uh, private insurers, you end up with the California Fair Plan, which is not fair. It's uh, It sucks. But it's something. Um, the criticism is, of course, that it's very expensive and it doesn't really cover as much as you need it to cover. Water says it's, uh, insurance companies have made money from collecting payments over the years, but now that it's become riskier, they're just leaving. Uh, okay. What's the problem here? Waters, quote, millions of people have been paying premiums for many years and the insurance companies have invested those premiums and they've earned a lot of money and the insurance companies are very rich because of their investments. She's not wrong. But isn't that the nature of insurance? The answer is yes. Waters says, and so what they're basically saying is despite the fact we've made a lot of money on those premiums that we didn't have to pay off on for many years, we're going to leave. And we're saying, no, that's not right. So politician says insurance companies are being unfair because of more wildfires. My take on the whole wildfire and insurance companies leaving thing is, that sucks. It does. You try to, listen, you, you, you saved up your whole life. You got your, your dream place. You got a little bit of land. You're outside of the city lights. I get it. That's awesome. You dreamed about it. You worked hard. You squirreled money away for a long time, and now you're in an area that is fire-prone. And getting insurance for that is nearly impossible. I feel for you. I absolutely do. And it sucks. Have the insurance companies done something wrong, though? Now, maybe you're upset the insurance companies are saying, well, we're not making enough money. It's your right to be upset. i got no problems with you being upset about that. I'm frustrated with it, too. But the insurance companies, we don't live in a socialist society. We don't live in a, in a, a world where the government tells businesses where and how they have to operate. Water seems to think, yeah, well, we should. Waters is looking to incentives for insurance companies, so they'll start writing new policies again. Oh. Oh. That's called a subsidy. She's proposing homeowners do a better job at clearing brush surrounding their homes and using more fire-resistant building materials. Okay, that's reasonable. That's great. Change some of the state code. Good. Change building code to make it more uh, fire-resistant. That's fine. She says she even wants to establish areas that are unbuildable due to wildfire risk. Um, okay. All right. All right, I got you. We would call that zoning. Okay. You can say, all right, this is non-residential zoning. Why is it zoned that way? Because of risk. That's fine. Okay. So these are actionable plans, right? Change the building codes. Rezone some areas so that you can't build there. But this idea that she's going to look at the insurance companies and tisk tisk them because they've decided it's not a good business model doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Have they done something wrong? Look, if it's simply a, a matter of uh, of 
ethics. Well, that's one thing, right? And, and I think we have every right in the world to say these insurance companies are greedy. I'm with you. I told you, I don't like insurance companies. I don't like wildfires. I don't like insurance companies. I don't like politicians either, though, and especially when politicians say, hey, nobody likes insurance companies. Why don't I grandstand on this? And that's what's happening. And here's why I say it. Waters even acknowledged that insurance companies cannot be forced to do business here. But she does want the federal insurance office to investigate whether there are any antitrust laws that have been violated. She's not specific about an antitrust law. She's fishing. What's happening is Waters is putting out a statement. And she's saying, you know what? I don't like that the insurance companies, yeah, that these insurers have left. I don't like that they've taken off. So I'm going to start fishing and see if there's anything that I can do to punish them for it. The deal is this, though. It's how business works. When, when profit declines and risk increases, right, you sit down and you've got your business calculus and you say risk, reward. Pretty simple. Risk, reward. What are the chances I can sell my product? What are the chances I make money on my product? Right? How much do I have to put in? How much am I going to get out? Risk, reward. It's very simple. Business 101, right? So if your risk-reward ratio isn't such that you're making money, it's time to reinvest into something safer and more profitable. Here's a bad analogy, because I love bad analogies. Suppose you work in a different uh, sector, right? Suppose that you are uh, like a, a tax specialist, all right? You're a tax specialist. You're smart. You're great with numbers. You're a tax specialist, and you help people navigate the the tax world. But then suppose that the, the Democrats increase the number of audits, right? Something that they want to do. And the Republicans reduce tax returns to the size of a postcard. Both parties have said this is what we're going to do. Suppose both of them get what they want. More audits, but very little as far as tax preparation goes. Now, as a tax specialist, how long are you going to be in business when nobody needs you to do their taxes? And the people that do need you are constantly being audited. You'd probably take your financial skills elsewhere, right? Like banking or go be the CFO of something. Maybe become a a hedge fund manager. I mean, yeah, you could probably make good money now doing taxes. But once the environment changes, you change with it to do what's in your own best interest. Sucks for your clients who who are being audited. They need your help. But you're making more money as a CFO somewhere else. That's their problem for filling out their postcard tax return wrong. This is basic knowledge. And when she says that she, well, yes, I know that insurance companies can't be forced to do business here. She's grandstanding. That's 100% what it is. But we can all agree we don't like that insurance companies left. We don't like wildfires. But can we also agree we don't like politicians grandstanding on these things? It's KFI AM640 live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Chris Merrill in for John and Ken. Hey, uh, Deborah, guess what I just found out? I had no idea. What? I, I just blew my mind. What blew your Did mind? Did you know that the amount of light in the day today changes based on how far north or south you are? 
Yes. And do you know what time? I didn't know that. Okay. What do you know? What time the uh, the sun sets today? Eight fifteen. I think it's eight oh five or eight oh eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I felt like that was a good guess. Yeah, it, it, that is actually it is. Today's yeah. the longest day of the year, too. Right. That's why I bring this up. What I didn't realize, though, and I don't have the number exactly in front of me here, but like the daylight in, for instance, San Francisco, is more than what it is here. And the daylight in Seattle is longer than what it is today in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I, I probably should have known that. Well, I don't really think about that, so I don't blame you. I don't it. either. Yeah. I just think longest day of the year, everybody gets 15 hours of daylight or something today, right? I just yeah. thought everybody got the same thing. And it's such a beautiful day for this to happen also. I mean, I can't wait till I get off the air because I'm going to soak up that sun for longer. I know, with all that crud cloud cover that we've had. Oh, I know. For so long. Although tomorrow, like, oh, can you believe finally. this? Tomorrow it's back. Well, we'll take it today. I know. I mean, if you got to pick a day, you pick the one that has oh, yeah. the most daylight, That's right? right. Absolutely. First day of summer. Yeah. 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 So we'll take that. Yes. We'll take that. A little bit. A little bit. It's better than, better than nothing. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I consider myself to be of uh, at least average intelligence, and I don't know why it never crossed my mind that, of course, the farther north you go, the longer the day would be. And Eric and I were talking about it off the air. He goes, yeah, it's like uh, when you're in uh, Alaska and uh, and it's light, you know, the whole day. And I went, oh, yeah, of course. Duh. Well, just never really thought of it that way. And, look, I raised kids. Normally, these stupid fun facts are the sorts of things you present to a third grader and they're blown away. But here I am, middle-aged man. And I'm blown away by it right now. I'm sure that we learned that? it in school. I can't tell you how many things that I assume that I learned when I was in high school that I don't remember now. That's why we have the Google. You're right. That's why we have the Google. Exactly. 100% correct. Yeah. Incidentally, speaking of the Google, good segue. Did you know that you can uh, apply for the uh, the Google settlement? If you if you did the Google uh-huh. between, I think it was October 2006 and September of 2013, I just had this story this weekend I was on, and uh, and I just had this story. And if you had the Google, basically they weren't uh, doing things quite like they were supposed to, mm. and some of your information may have been potentially compromised, and so now there's a settlement. Did we get something in the mail to fill out? Because now I don't remember. Usually when I get something like that, I fill it out yeah. right away. And then I forget about it. Of course you do. Which makes perfect sense because then you're surprised later on when you get something. Oh, right? I know. It's the most exciting thing. Yes. Some cash. So you have to go to referrer. Oh, man. I always say I said this wrong over the weekend, too. Ref, uh, Refererheadersettlement.com. Refererheader settlement.com and uh, basically what happens is uh, if you clicked on any Google search results between 2006 and 2013 uh, you can get a piece of the settlement it's a 23 million dollar settlement according to the site they estimate that your payout would be about seven dollars seventy cents I think that's wrong because how many of us legitimately clicked on a Google link between 2006 and 2013. And then how many people just fill out uh, civil suit settlement claims all the time anyway? All of us. Like, hey, did you drink milk in the year 2004? Sure I did. I'll just, uh, yeah, of course I did, right? Just fill out everything. Well, anyway, 
the way, the deal on this with the Google is this settlement is basically they were they violated their own privacy. Uh, you know, the, the the click on this and agree to all terms. They violated their own privacy pledge, and so they have to pay out. So they did this. Uh, they did this settlement. They admit no wrongdoing. Uh, they pay twenty three million dollars to make it all go away to resolve the class action lawsuit. The lawyer is going to take their big chunk out of everything, and then uh, we get to split up whatever else is left. But the whole thing is just twenty three million dollars. And I'm assuming I don't have the number right in front of me. I could probably pull the entire document, but I'm assuming that the lawyer payout on this is probably in the neighborhood of six, seven, eight million dollars. So if that's the case, that means $15 million to be split among anybody that's left. Well, anybody that's left is 300 million people in America. Uh, last I checked, 15 million was a lot less than 300 million. So I don't know exactly mm, uh, how they figure everybody's going to get $7.70. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I guess what I can do is Google it to try to find the answer, but then I feel like I'm I'm stuck in a catch-22. Just all of a sudden, my world starts spinning. Like, uh, I have to Google to find out how much Google has to pay me for Googling. Uh, and I end up with one of those syntax errors, and I just start to spin. It's a, it's a disastrous, a disastrous uh, uh, circumstance. I have to tell you about this story, and I will here in just a few moments. I have to, I have to pause and let uh, Deborah tell you about important things happening. But I have to tell you that sometimes a story will come down that you can take a, a look at and know exactly how this is going to play out over the course of the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. One such story dropped today, and you don't have to be Nostradamus to see exactly where this is going. That's next. Chris Merrill. In for John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. 
at retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Chris Merrill, in for the boys, uh, KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Sometimes a story comes along and you go, well, I know exactly how this is going to end. Sometimes it happens, and that is what happened today when all of a sudden I saw, and it popped up in a number of different places. They're just uh, uh, copying and pasting uh, basically the same story. As a headline, U.S. regulators approve sale of lab-grown meat. That's from the AP. What was that? I'm sorry. I didn't know my mic was on. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh sorry. <It> was... <laughs> I love you. Don't get her started, Chris. <laughs> Chris knows all about me, Eric. Okay, so hold on. Uh, you don't like the lab-grown meat idea here, Deborah? No animals are harmed well, in the in I the like that the... part of it, but okay. I, I just, the thought of eating anything that even resembles what was an animal just just grosses me out. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But it never lived. No, never I never had I, a consciousness. I I, I get that. I re- I really okay. do, but I I just I enjoy the way I eat which will not include any kind of lab grown meat. Okay, so there's yeah. I I get what you're saying, right? Like initially you say, "Well, I don't want to eat anything that had a face." Yes. Right? I get that. In this case, there is no face. Right. But it's the lab-grown aspect of it that's a little bit icky. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm in the same boat on the whole ickiness. Yeah. And the USDA, or the Ag Department, I guess, has now said, yeah, that's cool. So there's a, it's a couple of California companies that are going to do this lab-grown meat. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this, it they... Uh, cultivate cells. And just that sounds so disgusting. Doesn't it? (laughs) Right? But what is it really? I mean, uh, you could cultivate cells by simply cracking an egg, for instance, right? Crack an egg. That's it. No no chickens were harmed in the cultivation of this cell. No, but it's taking the animal cells, though. So there still is that animal component there. Well, there kind of has to be to make meat. But, But no animals were harmed in the making of this meat. I get it. Yeah. I, I really do. I I, I okay. get that, but I, I still can't wrap my head around that. See, I'm not smart enough scientifically, and this is where I think a lot of us have an issue with adoption of this technology. We go, okay, wait a minute. You're going to try to serve me real chicken that is not a real chicken. 
my, my brain doesn't compute that. Right. I don't really get it. According to the co-founder and chief executive of Eat Just, which operates a company called Good Meat, instead of all that land and all of that water that's used to feed all of the animals that are slaughtered, we can do it in a different way. Now, what do you suppose if we replace all of the animals that are on the farms right now, what do you suppose is going to happen to those animals? You think they're just going to set them free? I would hope so. Send them to <clears throat> the sanctuaries. I, I, nope. I, I don't want any mass killings. There like, will be. Yeah. Well, there shouldn't be. There will be. Now, and here's why I say this. I, I, don't want to, I don't mean to get too far ahead of myself here, but there are a number of companies that are looking at developing uh, meat from cells, not just chicken, but pork, lamb, fish, and beef, right? All of the different meats. And one of these companies, Upside, is in Berkeley. They've got a 70,000-square-foot building in Emeryville. And so visitors went in, they took a look, they went, wow, this is amazing. And the chef there uh, sautéed a cultivated chicken filet, or a CCF. I'm calling it that. Nobody else is, but I, we might as well. Let's just give it fun little acronyms. Oh, would you like our CCF chicken? Oh, wonderful. Uh, and so he's got a, a wine and butter sauce, some tomatoes and capers, along with green onions on top. Mmm, delish. And the, the people, they took a bite. They said... It smells like chicken. And they take a bite and they go, oh, it tastes like chicken. To which the chef said, that's because it's chicken, ding dong. <laughs> so all of these things, and again, we've got a little bit of a hiccup because we're having trouble with adoption on this. Because we go, wait, you can't tell me it's real meat when it's not real meat. Many consumers, they say, are skeptical, even squeamish about the thought of eating chicken grown from cells. Uh, the uh, the chief operating officer of this company, Upside, says, we call it the ick factor. I think that's what you and I have, is yes. the ick factor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, public affairs research uh, said half of adult, uh, U.S. adults said that they are unlikely to try meat grown using cells from animals. When asked to choose from a list of reasons to their reluctance, most who said they'd be unlikely to try it said, it just sounds weird. Well, it does. And then look at the, uh, what, the Beyond Meat, right? You were trying yep. to get you meat eaters to eat that, and that didn't mm -hmm. go very well. So why do people think this would? I, to their credit, they're all trying to do something that means less less slaughtering of animals. And I love something that. Something that is more environmentally friendly, right? So let's eat more fruits and veggies. Let's change you know our habits. Why don't you take your little communist attitude uh -huh. right back to communist China? <laughs> okay. okay. I All right. Will. For those of us that are American, we're going to keep enjoying our barbecue. Wait a second. I am American, and I like my fruits and veggies. You're a mole. That's what you are. have <laughs> been sent here to try to convert good red-blooded Americans is what you're doing. There is. Uh, here's the other side of this, and this is where I say that uh, it's going to be pretty obvious, I think, what exactly is going to happen here. You can't get it right now because it's crazy, stupid, expensive, as one might expect. Any new product is, especially something that has so much invested in uh, the research and development. The company's plan to serve the new food in exclusive restaurants. Upside is partnered with a San Francisco restaurant called Bar Kren, while Good Meat dishes are going to be served at a Washington, D.C. restaurant run by chef and owner Jose Andres. So these are only at high-end, fancy lad restaurants, not places where you and I can have them. Not that uh, uh, either of us probably would want this in the first place. Exactly. But, but uh, while this starts out as something that's fancy, 
It will not end that way. Right now, they go, oh, you're a, you're wealthy. You can try our new not meat meat, which is meat. And it's not plant-based. It's meat meat. While us plebeians continue to suffer with actual animal products or, in Deborah's case, whatever made that <laughs> jumpsuit she's wearing now. Now, mark my words. This is going to switch so that the elite will have access to only authentic murdered animals, while us in the proletariat are going to be given the post-apocalyptic meat-like product. This is how it's going to shake out. I've seen enough movies to know that if it doesn't seem like you can tell what animal it came from, then it didn't come from an actual animal, and that goes to the poor people. The wealthy people will have the luxury of an actual animal. Silent breed is people! And that's the next step. I love that the common response is, it tastes like chicken. Which means we'll all be very happy living on our silos, eating whatever meat-like product the government gives to us. But right now, it's only for the rich and famous. Oh, until it becomes common. And then the rich and famous won't want it because they'll want something that is uh, far more difficult to get their hands on. Like an authentic, oh, this is Iowa beef. You know oh, what, Chris? You've had Iowa beef. There are plenty of very, very expensive vegan restaurants around the world. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. People cannot believe sure. how expensive vegetables are. So I think that we could remarket everything, mm-hmm. okay, and yeah. and just explain that by eating beautiful, beautifully cooked and and served vegetables and fruit mm-hmm. and nuts, what have you. That maybe the runs. <laughs> That's what I have from eating all those salads. Uh, well, you're maybe maybe uh, you you've caught some like salmonella or something like that. <laughs> from eating meat. I got it. <laughs> I picked up a little worm from eating oh, meat. Now I can't eat vegetables. It was undercooked. <laughs> So you're saying if you want to be an elitist, you can just still be a vegetarian. Is that what you're telling me? Or a vegan. Absolutely. Or a vegan. Yes. Okay. You don't have to eat murdered animals, as you put it. You, you're you the one that put it that way. Yeah, no, Although I that's that accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Yeah. Uh, sacrificial lambs. Mm. That's what they are. God, <laughs> poor lambs. I mean, come on. Don't get me started on lamb. Okay, I will tell you this. I'm kind of with you on any of the baby meats. Yeah. Okay. The lambs and the veal, I'm I, I'm with you on the baby meats, okay? Like, at least give them a few years in the barnyard before you off them, okay? And come them- on, what, what about these luau's? These luau's where they have the whole pig on a steak? I mean, come yeah. on, people. You don't see how gross and terrible that is? Is well, that a shot at me? Yes, it is. Eric just came back from Hawaii. I didn't even go to a luau. <laughs> okay, well, just in I case you did. You went to Hawaii and didn't go to a luau with a full pig on a spit? Yeah, my family wasn't into that. Oh, 100% would have done that. Oh, I, I wanted fantastic. to, but I was vetoed. Yeah. Oh, Smart no, it's really good. family members. Oh, no, it's oh. really good. Oh, Chris, yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Deborah's got news here, but uh, I have to tell you this. We are running into a real dilemma. Our kids are getting almost as dumb as we were at that age. That's next. I'm Chris Merrill, in for John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Chris Merrill, in for John and Ken today. And kids are getting dumb. 
Kids are getting dumb. And really, are we surprised that kids are getting dumber? No, no, because parents are not setting great examples. National test scores plunge. Still no sign of pandemic recovery from the Washington Post. National test scores plummeted for 13-year-olds during a new data during, excuse me, according to new data that shows the single largest drop in math in 50 years and no signs of academic recovery following the disruptions of the pandemic. Student scores plunging nine points in math, four points in reading. According to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, or NAEP, uh, that's often regarded as the nation's report card. The, uh, the deal was released today reflecting testing of last fall, comparing that to the same period of 2019 before the pandemic uh, began. And what happens is it just drops, just drops right off. So then the, the big question is why? And we'll go, well, it's pandemic. It's pandemic. Oh, right. But why? Okay, let's, let's dive into this a little bit deeper. Why? Why is it we have a pandemic so test scores drop? Did the pandemic make kids dumber? Did the pandemic make it harder to study? And I know, obviously, we say, well, no, the pandemic closed schools. And so the kids didn't have those schools. They weren't learning. Okay. All right. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. So what what happened then? Well, the kids were at home. Oh, all right. Kids were at home. And while they were at home, they missed out on what? What is it that we as parents didn't provide our children? What is it that we as parents who will go and scream at a school board about mask mandates, about which books are in the library, about forcing an agenda on us, what is it that we as parents who care about our kids did not do for our kids, and that is math and reading, we get so worked up over all the other things. Everything else going, oh, kids can't learn if they're wearing masks. Oh, kids can't learn if this book is in the library. Oh, there's groomers everywhere. Okay, but kids can't learn if they're in your house. Literally, kids cannot learn as well if they are at home. So whatever your issues are with the schools, it's still better academically than being at home. And of course, I'm talking in generalities. There are some exceptions to that. Some kids did very well. They flourished at home. Some kids continue to be homeschooled because parents found a way to make it work and they liked the results. But generally speaking, as parents, we failed. We totally failed. According to the Commissioner of the National Center for Education Statistics, these results show that there are troubling gaps in the basic skills of the students. The new data said reinforces the fact that recovery is going to take some time. No, recovery is not going to take time. The only thing, these kids are screwed. There's not going to be any recovery. These kids aren't coming back. You're not going to take this 13-year-old and suddenly put them in some sort of remedial mathematics, and then and by, by the time they get to their their senior year, they're going to be all caught up. That's not going to happen. They said hardest hit were the lessons. In math, their scores showed declines of 12 to 14 points. The highest performing peers fell just six points, but still fell. So kids that were good at math before still are not as good at math after the pandemic because as a society, as parents at large, we failed.
Now, the other thing, now we're talking about math, but the other category that bothers me, and I think this really pinpoints exactly what's going on, exactly why we as parents did a poor job when the kids were at home and we were in charge of their learning. Reading uh, showed a plunge uh, including students who reported never or hardly ever reading for fun jumped by nine points to 31%. In other words, nearly 10% more kids after the pandemic, nearly 10% more children didn't read for fun. I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I just whatever book was there, I was reading it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Got into all the you know the kids' books. I loved the Hardy Boys. You know, we had uh, I remember the fourth grade. I think we were doing the Choose Your Own Adventure. Man, I wish they'd bring that back for adults. Wouldn't that be great if every true crime novel you read, you could pick who did it? Oh, wonderful! I love uh, I loved reading. I just absorbed it all. I was a sponge, and I absolutely adored it. And then I got a little bit older. And then I got other things that I did. You know, video games came about in the late 80s that were accessible in the home. I know some of, the, some of my friends had an Atari, but it was when Nintendo came around in the late 80s that really it was like, wow, we're playing Nintendo. Yeah, I could read this book, but Nintendo. Pac-Man, Asteroids. Fantastic. Can't get enough of that stuff, right? Pile it on. So what happens when kids are at home all day long? And mom or dad or mom and dad who are in charge of making sure the kids are focusing on their Zoom calls, their their classroom, and all this other stuff. What happens when they're when they're done? The kids go, I want to play video games. Mom, dad, I have to sit in school all day. And the mom and dads they go, they go, Oh man, you had to sit in class all day. We watched you sit in class all day, and you did great. Now you can go play your video games. And now the kids aren't. They're not reading. So my takeaway is that the learn-from-home scenarios don't have the structure that schools offer. It is way too easy to access other distractions like video games or YouTube or social media or whatever else it is. And parents seem to be worried about everything else that the schools do except academic performance of the kids. I don't know if you were to ask parents what is important. They'd say, well, academic performance, of course, is paramount. They say safety of my children first, academic performance second, right? That's the whole idea behind the schools. Access to uh, opportunities third. In other words, like extracurricular activities and things like that. That would be third, right? But you know, safety of my child is top priority. Academic excellence is second. But then you say, well, what if they have a book in the library you don't like? You go, what? They got a book I don't like? I am going to wrap a flag around myself, and I am going to go pick a fight outside of a school board meeting. And, Deborah, you had that story earlier there in Glendale. More fights outside of the the, the, the Glendale schools. Oh, my gosh. There's fist fights. I know. I saw KTLA was doing an interview, and I saw that they had a a guy who had wrapped himself in an American flag because he was defending... uh, um, Flag manufacturers? I don't know what it was that he felt like it needed to be more Americaner. And so he wore a flag as a cape. 
didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then in Huntington Beach, uh, you've got the the city council is now getting crazy because of more book bans. Well, don't worry about banning the books because, as I just told you, the kids aren't reading them anyway. The kids are literally now testing in math. Their test scores are the same as they were in 1990. Of course, then again, I was in junior high in 1990, and I turned it out fine. So maybe it's maybe it's good the way it is. All right, we'll tell you about the chaos at the Huntington City, uh, Huntington Beach City Council. Let's next, Chris Merrill in for John and Ken, KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere on your iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM six forty, one p.m. to four p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 